I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. I didn't know if we could survive when Elijah and Joe both had bad games, but we did. Uh, Marek was huge. Buddy had a really good first half. Second half, we really couldn't get him a shot over there. They just started face guarding him, but that makes the lanes open. And Elijah finally got in there and got to the basket and hit Marek. And Quincy got a couple. Uh, our defense was good. We really did a good job guarding the three-point line. You know, it hurts us when Barama goes out. It hurts our inside defense. He was good tonight defensively. And when he gets goes out, it, it does hurt us in there. But, you know, they're a good team, good defensive team, and it's not easy to score. With Joe and uh, Elijah not being on their game, I don't think either one of them made a three probably. Well, maybe one. Joe made that one. That was a big shot, too. He hadn't made anything, and then he sticks that one, so that was good. But, you know, we survived the, those two guys having a bad game, which is which is good. Good thing for this team. How many guys have you coached over the years that can do as many things as Marek's been able to do this year and all these years? You know, he's good at the four. It's good to have a versatile guy there. We've had a few guys that can do some of those things, but he's he's really versatile player, uh, plays center, plays, you know, plays forward, he handles the ball, takes it out. He's he's a huge key to what we do. When Barama goes out with his fourth foul, you have to go with Quincy for a long stretch. Right. Um, what was he able to give you in there? Not enough. He's got to do more. You know, he's a good player. He's got to get more. He's got to do better. He's trying to learn the game, figure out where he can go and not. You know, he, he'll get a couple big rebounds, make a couple really great plays, and then he's you know misses something on defense. Or that last rebound, you know, Johnson misses it and gets a rebound right over him. You know, he's six foot two. We got He's got to get. We got to get that rebound. You know, he's learning. He's, again, he didn't play. He hasn't played organized ball really in a long time, and he's learning the game. What he does well, he he does well. I'm just glad he made the two free throws at Notre Dame. That might have been our miracle for the year. So we'll see. I think he's going to make a three someday, but I'm not sure if it's going to be in my lifetime, but he's going to make one someday. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you the fans a voice. We appreciate it. Happy Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Um, 
kind of, yeah. So we're recording a little later than normal because Joe's got a 1940 Impala that he just can't let go of. No, I'm way over-exaggerating, but what is this thing? Is it 2000? It's an antique, right? You can put some antique tags on this thing, right? Hey, man, it gets me from A to B. What is it, though? What year is it? 2000. It is a 2000. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can get some antique tags for that thing. At least make it cool. Cause, oh, God. Come on, man. If you're going to do it, do it right. Anyways, Joe had some trouble. Put it this way. It, it, he didn't drive his, his car back. <laughs> From where he was fixing it, <laughs> he had to borrow. This is vehicle. all irrelevant. This is all irrelevant. <laughs> but anyway, it's funny because we are behind. We're behind getting to the to the show. We are behind on the game. I really missed getting on Twitter live with everybody. That's always a, a ton of fun. I, I just love going through it while we're doing it. But man, I was mm-hmm. I was too, I was over two hours behind on. The, so the game was actually over pretty much before I even started it. So anyway. Um, it is what it is. Um, the orange improved to thirteen and seven. Oh, and if you're wondering how I get the tweet out, thoughts on the game tweet? I had my son just say "game's over." Just that's it. Just tell me when the game's over so I can put the tweet out. And so I did, or he did, and I did. <laughs> anyway, uh, our orange to thirteen and seven, six and three in the ACC as they tame the Panthers 69 to 61 at the Carrier Dome. And uh, the Orange will get back on the road. They're going to head south to Carolina, uh, well, to South Carolina, Tuesday, uh, the 28th, to play the 10-9, and 4-5 in the ACC Clemson Tigers. So we will get into all of that stuff. But um, tragedy today, uh, I guess we um, would be remiss to to not mention this, but... um, Kobe Bryant lost his life in a helicopter crash. I'm sure everybody already knows. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But the point being is that um, as someone who does not watch the NBA, you know, he was one of the classier, hardworking guys out there. And so with that said, I mean, it's extremely sad, let alone, um, you know, his 13-year-old daughter being there in the the helicopter with him. So just extremely sad. I remember when – Dale Earnhardt died. I remember that day. This is very similar. Very similar. We didn't have yeah. we didn't have social media back then. So yeah, um, I couldn't believe it. I actually had to stop working on my car for about half an hour because I just couldn't believe it. But I know it's crazy. And like I said, I'm not like a, I'm not a big NBA fan. I never watched a lot of it. I was not you know, but still took me back. Like oh, I couldn't believe it either. So, anyways, thoughts and prayers to his family. I yeah. cannot believe what his wife must be going through right now and the other uh, girls. Family other members. Yeah. And family members. So, anyway, look, we're going to get into all of that stuff orange, everything orange here in a second. But first, I want to tell you about the good folks over at MyBookie. Past, present, and future MyBookie players, listen up. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first time customer, MyBookie welcomes all to come to play. So, quit waiting around. And join up with MyBookie today. If you do, here's the deal. And you sign up today, 
Um, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. If you go to MyBookie.ag and use the promo code CHAIR, they'll match you 100% to jumpstart that bankroll. And if you got questions, no worries. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process and uh, answer any questions you have. Again, join today with using the promo code CHAIR at MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit. And MyBookie will match you dollar for dollar. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie, thank you. My bookie. So, all right. Uh, Syracuse wins its fifth straight game despite a determined charging pit team uh, who uh, rallied back to erase a 20-point lead. It started with an 8-0 run nearing the end of the first half in the game. The Orange had to win, and as we know now, this is a is a quad three game, so um, it was a quad three win, which they had to have. So, and yeah. to, to avoid another loss and, and at home in front of the home crowd, the good again 36 points in the paint. The second game in a row with the same same amount of points in the paint. That's awesome. Syracuse's inside game MVP has to be Dolzai. Dolzai shocked me. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it when I even saw it on the stat sheet. I didn't realize 17 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, well, 1 block, and 1 steal. 7 for 7 from the line. Bro, that is awesome. Hats off to yeah. Dolzai. Quincy off the bench with 10 points, 8 rebounds. Chalk up 18 fast break points. Uh, for Syracuse, and again, Syracuse out-rebounds their opponent, plus six on the boards, 39 to, th- was it 39 to 33? Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, excellent. The bad. Gerard got the broadcaster curse, missed a free throw. I don't know if you caught that, Joe, but... Yes, I did. I, it's so annoying. It's so weird how that happens, but... <laughs> yeah, it really uh, is. <laughs> um, he, he's still holding down the fort with 94.5%, 52 of 55. Him and Hughes with two points in the first half. Buddy Beheim, 18 points in the first half, and, and, you know, and three in the second. Is that bad? It's not really that bad, but what is bad is when Buddy hit that last three, Joe and Elijah were combined seven points. So uh, Gerard finished with seven, Hughes finished with 10, you heard, Coach, you know, those guys have an off game, and we still pull it off. The ugly, the turnovers. Turnovers were one of Joe G's three points, and Syracuse managed to pile up 13 that led to 15 pit points. Uh, some of some of these turnovers, too, in my opinion, were pretty avoidable. I mean, there's some bad passes, and Joe just got mm. stripped. He got pickpocketed, like, <laughs> nobody's business. Um, so that's ugly, but uh, five of 21 from behind the, behind the arc, and, and here's the deal, in my opinion. And uh, I think we just I think our shooting hasn't been great, but I think we lose the last two games if we haven't got this newly found inside game that we've been working on. And I think it's great, and we're shooting less because of that. But we're making you know percentage wise, we're down. So um, when this team can finally put both all of both of those aspects together, though, I mean, look out, it's going to be. It's going to be lights out, I think. So it's just a matter of putting it together. More learning, oh, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Learning. And like you said, we definitely wouldn't have, have won those last two games if the guys down low haven't really – if they hadn't figured it out. Uh, when you look at this this game, just the points and the rebounds between Sadidi and, and Guerriere and Dolja, that won the game. I mean, to be, like you said, Gerard and – and Elijah combined had two points at halftime and we were still up 11. Right. So yeah, I think that obviously that's what pulled it through. But again, just, you know, what we talked about, not really a great matchup for Pittsburgh as far as offensively. Uh, we have been getting better down low, not only scoring, but also with, 
you know, the foul trouble and being aggressive and getting the rebounds, playing a little bit harder. Um, I think playing those those really kind of skilled and bigger big men earlier in the season kind of got us prepped because, well, because there's not too many. I mean, you take away Mooney and some other people. I know we haven't played against Duke yet. They got a pretty good one over there, Vernon Carey, but uh, we haven't really played a lot of like highly offensively skilled big men in the ACC. Uh, that's one of the areas I think that that's kind of lacking in this conference this year. So um, I think that you're finally seeing, you know, the fruits of that as far as being able to get that early experience. And now anything that they, they hand, they, you know, they take or see as far as ACC, they they've already seen it. So um, that's really the biggest takeaway as far as this game goes. I knew the Pittsburgh was going to be tough. They were going to be gritty. Uh, I, feel, I felt like Xavier Johnson probably had about 13 fouls overall. Then he was just all <laughs> over the place. Just So, again, it's it was an ugly game. And I know that there's a lot of people, oh, we were up 16 and we let them get close. Well, you know, that kind of happens when you stop making your shots. You know, and to your point, once we get this all glued and gelled together, uh, I mean, there's – there's points where you see us scoring down low and we're doing inside outside driving and it looks good. You never really know who's going to do what. And then we still sometimes revert back to that ISO ball where it's Elijah, a buddy trying to make a shot, you know, enforcing it sometimes instead of doing, I think kind of what was working um, and just kind of letting the offense naturally flow. You see sometimes Elijah tries too hard, gets caught in the air, makes some mistakes. So um, again, that's just, learning you know he was frustrated joe was frustrated and and uh in those moments i think we got to just keep feeding who works and what works right yeah so sometimes that just just happens right yeah i mean it just stopped and and i mean you would know better than me but you're watching it and you're going why i mean why stop that they because they really what happened is is they stopped buddy Really, they were getting up on Buddy. He wasn't getting. They were all over him. He wasn't getting more <clears throat> right. good looks. And yeah. instead of just continuing with the inside game, they were just trying to get Hughes going. Which I get it. I get it. But I mean, hot hands. Like you, you, you talk about running backs in football. I mean, you just you know, same type yeah. of theory. You give it to the hot hand and let him work because Dolezal right. was feeling it. I mean, oh yeah, he was. Well, doing... you looked. You looked at it, and right. I mean, usually yeah. you're gonna be you're going to be more confident with Elijah or Buddy or Joe going to the free throw line. And, you know, I was watching the game with my dad, and they followed Doljai there at the end, I think when we were only up two or three. And he's like, oh, great, they followed Doljai. And I'm like, "Who? he's 100%. You saw Joe Girard miss one, Buddy missed two in a row, Elijah Hughes missed two in a row, Quincy missed two. Who else? Uh, I was actually the most confident. It's just it happens sometimes. Like certain games, people just get in rhythms. And you got to feed the hot hand. So it, it was, you know, kudos to us to be able to, to pull off that win with Elijah and Joe kind of staggered. Not, yeah, not being on their A game yeah. on offense, but the 10 points, also, 10 points for Elijah was a season low, too. Yeah. But that also goes towards the fact that Pittsburgh is like, like we can't play that bad offensively against most teams. It's just Pittsburgh is just. Like we're just our two three zone is just a nightmare when it comes to as far as a matchup toward for their offense. Uh, they still don't have a lot of scoring down low and um, their outside shooting kind of lacks. Other than one guy, 
uh, and we made sure that we got on on him. So uh, overall, good win, obviously. Um, finally come home and, and actually get a win at home. I mean, I know he beat BC too, but we've the three losses we've had in the ACC were at home. So I was glad to see a, a, a filled dome. It was it looked pretty pretty filled in in there. It was pretty loud. Largest and, crowd um, of the year. I think it's twenty three thousand something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it, it was good to see them come home and, and still, you know, they, they finished the deal. I know they had a big, a big lead and, you know, that's when the other teams, they go all out and it's, sometimes it's hard to, to stop that, especially when you kind of get in cruise control because you're up 15, 13 points, you know, so. It just looked um, like it was going to be a massacre and then, you know, you get the 8-0 run. Close. No, then you stop making shots, right? Yeah, you get the 8-0 run towards the end of the half, you know, they end up being up by 11, but. You know, and I to be honest with you, after after that happened, going up by by eleven, going into the half, like I was, that was a win for me. I mean, feeling like you know losing that momentum and just being able to just hit the reset button coming in um, the second half and, and starting over again. But you know, I mean, Dolzai though seven for seven from the free throw line, he's been killing it from the free throw line too. That was not yeah. that was not in his forte last year. Like, a lot of that is just confidence, man. Yeah. So anyway, um, really good game. We talk about you know having to win these these games. It, it might not have been a quad three loss if 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 Pitt had won. You know right. they'd they'd have probably jumped up in the net a little bit. But this is not a team that's really um, on its way up in the ACC. I don't think. Yeah, I, I, I think that they're, 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 they, they're going to give the middle. There's, there's going to be a lot of teams that they give trouble to, but it's just this year in the ACC, it just seems like almost anybody can beat anybody any day. So um, you only hope that it can get better from here, but we're about halfway through ACC play. So only time will tell. Yeah, only time will tell. But um, um, a good win. And like we always say, you know, it's better to have a ugly win than a pretty loss. And I just don't. You know, some some people and what weren't is it, impressed. 75 for a quad two? 75. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. 
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Five at home for a quad two, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's a, out of the realm of possibility for them to get there. No, they um, um, they they fell to, they were a 74 it was a 74, and I think they're a 77 now. Yeah. 
So, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, that's not gonna at all. flicker back and forth. All, yeah, yeah. They, all right. When you're on in Notre Dame's the same way, and yep. so is um, the next team Virginia we play. Tech. Virginia Tech's right around there too. So yeah. and 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 not for anything, Virginia could be become. That's not a quad one win right now. So, so I, think it's I know Clemson's sitting at about eighty one. So yeah, Clemson's right eighty two. Yep, Clemson I think is eighty two. So um, you know. That's a that's gonna be a quad two game. It'll be quad two because it's away. But away, yeah. yeah. And if you don't if you don't know, quad one is uh, is one through thirty at home. Neutral is one through fifty, and away is one through seventy five. Two thirty one through seventy five. Neutral uh, for home. Neutral is fifty one to one hundred. Away is seventy six to one thirty five, and then so on. After that, really. Yeah. Just, after that, you just got to win. Yeah, after that, you got to win. You really only need to worry about those two. It doesn't matter two. where you're playing. Yeah, yeah no. and I'm not going – unless you can look at it, me spewing it is not going to – it's not going to make any sense. So Not after that. Not no. after the first two, no. no it just no. gets no. – It gets convoluted. So Yes, sir. Anyway, all right, let's hear from you. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, y'all know what to do at the end of every game. Go there to the socials, and I'll propose the question, thoughts on the game. You give them, and we talk about them. Now, we started last week doing, you know, Joe and I splitting duties on this, but Joe was busy today. Joe was working on his car. I guess that's what he calls it. It ain't starting now. It started when he when he began working on it, and now it's... <laughs> And now it's not. It's now it's not starting. So I don't know if it's really <sighs> working. Dude, all I need it. to do is clear code, and I'm good, bro. I just don't have a scanner. Okay. All right. All right. At, I'm sorry. At if not now, when 84. Uh, buddy went dark in the second. Pitt might have to close. It might have closed in on him. I hate that we're letting teams back in the game that we're blowing out early. Just put him away and move on. Won the rebounds and the points in the paint again. Love that. On to the next. Go Cues. So, there was a tweet responded to us yesterday from a, at Nick Sweetland. I think it is is his name. Um, and what it said was he he thought that Syracuse had won six of the last eight battle the boards on, against the teams we played, and they did. I looked it up. Nick Sweetland. What I say. That's what I said. Nick Sweetman. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Um, so, yeah, he says, I believe they've out-rebounded six of the last eight teams now. Yeah, and we, look, and I know some of the competition is what it is, and, you know, it's probably, you know, we started with, you know, some pretty heavy-duty guys down low, and it was really tough. But on the other hand, too, I think we've gotten going. And yeah. um, you could you could tell because, I mean, even Sadibi's getting these ones. And a lot of it's your low, it's just where you are at. And maybe they're yeah, learning where you know, to be. Effort. Yeah, effort and getting to where you need to be. Um, buddy going dark in the fir- in the second, Joe, I mean, it's like... A th- We've seen of, it before. Yeah, it's kind of a thing with Buddy, you know, it is what it is. We'd love well, to- if you were a coach... I look at the total score. I, I, or the total, I look at the totals of what he did. It's It sucks scoring 18 and then 3, but at the end of the day, he scored 21 points. Without his right. 18 in the first half, we don't build that lead. We probably don't win that game. Well, I mean, like I said, if you had a guy that scored 18 points against you and then you go into halftime and you were a coach, then what are you doing? 
Right. You're going to adjust. You're going to make. You're, you're going to adjust to not let that. Obviously, right. he's having a day. Let's slow him down and let's make everybody else beat you. Right. And that's what they essentially did. Yeah, totally. Uh, at Tony Staffieri on Twitter. This one I love. Credit to the coaches. Credit the kids for accepting the coaching with the emergence of Sadibi in what seems to now be a more anchored middle. Imagine the balance this team would have with a talented big next season. Uh, has to be a late signing period priority. So there is a transfer in the works. A grad transfer. No, they're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're looking at it. Um, and we, Joe and I, haven't talked about it. And the reason Joe and I haven't talked about it is because it's just. I mean, when it starts still to get, a lot to be going. Yeah, yeah, when it starts to become more of a more clear of what's going on, then we'll talk about it. But you know, but there yeah. is a grad transfer in the works, and you know, there is the late signing period type stuff. But um, he's exactly right, though. And well. You look at just our recruits and everything, our roster, uh, we have 13 full scholarships, and we already have two commits signed, and then you're talking about bringing in a graduate transfer. That means you need to make room for three. And you can always move Buddy to off a scholarship, take a, a walk-on spot. Um, that opens up one, which means if we still get a graduate transfer or a big man or anything like that, then that still means that two players that are on this team aren't going to be there this year, whether it's NBA or whether it's transfer. So, I mean, we can sit here and speculate all we want, but, yeah, we can have all of this cohesion and everything, but uh, this roster isn't going to be exactly the same next year that it is this year. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> just going back to a little bit that I really didn't get to uh, say the comment before, uh, we still have to realize how young this team is and how we are just starting to gel and get confidence and everything. So there's still a young team that are still trying to figure out how to win those games at the end, too. So it's going to be ugly just knowing the experience and knowing the way that Pitt played defense and everything that if they got it close, when, which they did, you know, Sam Pagney or whatever his name is, you know, he had foul trouble. I mean, if he didn't get in foul trouble, because he was pretty solid when he came in the second half. He only played 26 minutes and the guy that usually plays about 33. So if he doesn't get in foul trouble yeah. and uh, they get a few more turnovers, then, then you never know because that's where they made their comeback when he came in second half and when they actually started getting some turnovers and scoring. So um, you just got to be happy that we won. Uh, so other than happy. other than Boston College, this, this matches the mold for uh, almost blowing the game. We've had, we had, we talked about it last episode. We had pretty decent leads on all four of those other teams. And Boston College was beat handily. But other than them, the other four, we've had good leads on them, and they made it close at the end. They were all. Right. In fact, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the pit game winning by um, eight. That was probably the the largest lead, other uh, the largest you know point margin, other than Boston College. I would, I would, I think. I'd have to go back and look, but I think it was. So, but it was, right. it was, and it was like, Syracuse up by three with 32 and a half seconds left. Right. So, I mean, it was it was right there. But I get it. But it happens to people all the time. And again, I'm going to go back to the fact that there is this youth and that it, this type of things are only going to make them better. And uh, we never lost the lead the whole game. We led the whole game. Yeah, we led and the whole game. We, and yeah. we closed it out. So yep. it's just I, I mean, I get what people say, but we do have to put it in perspective and it's still a win. And 
um, no reason to look at every single negative off a win like this. You know, five in a row, we're thirteen and seven. So yeah, absolutely. And uh, back to Tony's point: credit credit the coaches, credit the kids for accepting coaching. Absolutely, they're obviously responding to it. So yeah, and the coaches have made some serious adjustments this year um, so far, and it's been it's not always visible. But I think it's visible. A lot of these games, it's visible. Especially the second time around, we played some of these games teams. You can yep. see the difference in the coaching and in in just the game plan in general. Uh, at Dave Hewitt two JG three was an was another day of no hustle. Not sure why he has games where he just doesn't do anything. Maybe freshman and being a star in high school hasn't completely made the change yet. Will uh, be a star when he plays hard every night. He, I mean, Joe, for a freshman, though, this kid is putting it on. And he does a great job. He does more than just score, too. You know, I mean... Um, well, he's been pretty good with rebounding. I know he had doing nine had rebounds four. against Notre Dame. Yeah, he had four. I don't, I, just because you don't score doesn't mean you're not hustling. Uh, I don't see that. If you're not hustling, I mean, everyone knows who Jim Beheim is. You're going to get taken out if you don't hustle. He's done it before. Bryson Gadine's been playing pretty good. And <clears throat> you just got to look at the matchup. Those guards really weren't that good. Um, or sorry, and as far as offensively, there was a different story. But those guards on defense were pretty good. As far as Xavier Johnson, McCowan's, I mean, uh, Murphy's where he kind of got his open shots. But when Tony and Johnson and McGowan's were in there, those three guards, uh, they play lockdown D. So um Sometimes, I, I guess, I don't think people look at the situation where some people, I mean, even me included, myself included, I thought Joe Gerard had a chance of redshirting this year, right, coming in? Yeah, you did say that. Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody thought that Carey was going to be the point guard. So yeah. I don't think he even thought that he was going to be the point guard going against some of these guys. So um, there's going to, you know, he's going to get stripped by some of these guys, and some of these guys are really going to give him problems. So... But again, you see that the, he does have that. You you do see it where, like the Notre Dame game at home, where he went off and he has hit and, hit some open shots um, pretty consistently when he does get open shots. But the problem is, is that he's going against some good guards as a freshman, and he's still trying to figure it out. And he's not getting the best of shots when we're playing these type of pressure man to man teams. Yeah, and I'm not trying to make excuses because he's going to have to get better, but. He's still oh, a freshman. We just have to put yeah, that into perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He'll he'll get better. Buddy had his moments last year. In fact, <laughs> Buddy and Buddy in um, uh, non conference play last year was just awful. If you remember, yeah, it, it took was, him a little while. And yeah. at the same time, we had he had what two seniors and two other guys that left yeah. early for the NBA. Yeah, yeah. You know, and everyone wants to compare him to Jerry McNamara. I mean, Joe Girard doesn't have a Carmelo Anthony and a Hakeem Warwick to just pass it to and, and figure it out. Right. So right. Yeah. He's got, he carries a lot more of the burden. Yep. Christopher on Facebook. Good win. A bit sloppy at times, a bit too many turnovers, but a win is a win. Boy, that's yeah, nailed it. You could, you, st- you could have stopped there, but he goes on. Hughes no. wasn't, <laughs> Hughes wasn't all there today, but it was nice to see others step up. CDB seems like he's really stepping it up as of late. He's doing things offensively that I wasn't sure he could do. And defense and his defense has been good. Just a bit too foul prone still. Yeah. Look, dude, all, that, that's a, um, that was the only comment we needed that covers everything. 
<laughs> um, no, yeah, it, it covers a lot. You covered a, a lot, lot right, right there, Christopher. Um, so uh, let's let's we hit up the, some of that other stuff. So Sadibi, we haven't talked about Sadibi yet, dude. Uh, two two games in a row. Now look, he didn't exactly light it up this game like he did in the at, you know against Notre Dame with the twelve points, but um, four points. Can't complain. Eight rebounds in twenty minutes. Got in foul trouble. But we're talking twenty minutes, four points, eight rebounds. That's yeah. that's good. Just I mean, you know, think about it. Sixteen, you know, if you double it, sixteen and eight. So, yeah, um, I think that's kind of where <clears throat> Beheim wants to be. Right, is right around the twenty, and because I mean, we don't want City to be playing the whole game. That means Gary is not coming in, right? So, right, yeah, you want to have that little back and forth, and obviously it does depend on the matchup. But um, where I saw. Actually, a huge improvement as far as Sidibe went. I know he had the four fouls. I thought he had some BS ones called on him, but there was at least one. There was at least one. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I thought there was an over the back that kind of. Eh. But either way, at least one. But he didn't fall out, and he, on defense, dude. I mean, he was on point was on great. defense. Yeah, he was. He was, and he was great against an aggressive Mooney just getting his hands on the game. Yeah, he didn't. Dro- yeah. he didn't. He didn't drop anything, and and um, he did. He was open a couple times, and I think the guys uh, saw him, but they he did. They didn't turn uh, throw it to him, but he didn't have any turnovers. He didn't put it on the ground and and lose it or anything. He didn't do nothing stupid. So and he's making his shots. He's now he's now um, uh, eight, for, he's eight, eight, for eight. eight for eight in his last yeah. two games. Right? Yeah, eight for so eight. so. I mean, can't be mad at that, no doubt. No, uh, not at all. Steve on Facebook, if everyone comes to play in the same game, they would be number one team in the country. <laughs> rebounded well, um, rebounded well, defended fair, too many easy entry points by Pitt, good game plan, just not executed well, missed shots, free throws, happy for the win. Well, you know, Joe? teams are going to score points. I mean, I think that's uh, nitpicking a little bit, a lot of that. Sorry, I'm not trying to call you out there, buddy. But, I mean, I don't – I don't. obviously, when you try to work through the zone and you're not shooting threes and your only chances are to drive the lane or get them to the free throw line and, and have some guys flashing the baseline, you're going to get some spots. Uh, I think if our offense doesn't stall out, and, and we continue to make some shots, and Elijah has a normal game, then we win that game by 17, 13. Like, it never even gets to that point, right? So, again, I think everyone's kind of missing the boat here. That, I mean, I would venture to guess that this is probably the lowest total scoring combined between Joe Girard, Elijah, and Buddy probably for the whole year. And do we beat an ACC opponent? So, yeah. Um, that's that's really the takeaway here. The takeaway is is that everybody else stepped up on a day when when he finally became the leading scorer of the ACC. He came out and kind of threw a stinker out there, and we still won. Yeah. And and to to Steve's point though, if everyone comes to play in the same game, they'd be number one. Well, I don't know if they'd be number one in the country, but if everybody came to play and was consistent, which this doesn't happen often on any team. No. So it's a fantasy, but right. but what he's saying is we have the players, and if they're all clicking, it's dangerous. And absolutely, and I still think that just with the 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 game on the inside now and what Dolarzai is doing, it's like um, really important to get the guys that are that are hitting our jump shots outside, 
going. It seems like the past couple games it's been a little flat. So yeah, we just I, haven't been making them. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, and and as know, much as their, Jim, as much as Jim wants to downplay Gary A, he's been playing way better the last couple of games. Well, than, I, yeah, yeah, you heard what he said in the coach montage. I played most of it, which was yeah, it, it, but. That's that's motivation. That's coach yeah, motivating. That's, he, that's how. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he, he knows what the deal is. Yeah, At the Quincy end of the day, played, played Quincy's great. played probably his. I don't want to say his best three, but he's been solid. Like pretty much the Consistent, last three though. games. Yeah, and that's be- better than he's been playing all year. And for him to still say that, all that is is motivation. It's like, hey, you haven't arrived yet, buddy. I know you're playing better. Keep it going. Yeah, it's like you know? basically keeping him humble at this point, and yep. and maybe make a freaking three pointer. Why don't you? Before Coach croaks. How about that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he probably makes them in, in, in practice. He has talked about how he's been shooting it better. And yeah. he didn't get taken out when he made this or when he missed this last three. So, right. Um, or took the last three, I should say. So he's taken them out in the past. So obviously he had the green light to shoot the open ones and he just didn't make it. And he just, I think he understands just like everybody else for him to be able to come off the bench and be able to. Kind of, I think he wants to give him more minutes, but if he's going to give him 25 minutes, then he's got to get a double level out of him. Yeah, yeah, that's the and, only thing, and it'll come. It's just he's been slowly getting been. his yeah, and he's slowly getting his minutes. He's someone that where you talk about the speed of the game affecting someone, and you maybe compare him to Gerard, where Gerard you see it sometimes, but with Quincy at the beginning of the year was like very obvious. He was like a lost puppy out there. So, um, for a lot of the, especially in the non-conference play. So, even coming into SEC <laughs> play. But, uh, James on Facebook, not one top fan. I didn't read, do I even have a top fan in here? Oh, Daryl. Daryl says, guess who missed the game again because of work? Yep, this guy. Can't wait to hear the podcast. All right, Daryl. Get DVR, buddy. Told you. Uh, James on Facebook. <laughs> Daryl, top fan. That's why I had to read one top fan for crying out loud. Right, right. Um, James says got gets got sloppy at times, but we're winning, so I won't complain if we beat Clemson. And regardless of the Duke outcome, I I think we might be in good shape. Joe, we got the we talk about these these three games we got coming up here, and it's Duke, Florida State, and Louisville. Do we have to win? Just in your opinion here, do we do we have to win one of those games to be relevant for tournament talk? Man. That is very, very tough to say. I think it's too early to say because really, really, well, yes, because realistically, when you look at the Duke game, but we also have Wake Forest and NC State squeezed in there before we play Florida State and Louisville at um, at their place. So um, realistically, if you lose a Duke, but you you win all these other games, if you beat Clemson and Wake Forest and NC State, then you're still looking at a sixteen and eight and still in okay shape, and then we can maybe talk about it. Uh, you lose one of those games against Wake Forest and North Carolina State at home, and then I would probably venture to say that, yes, we probably would need to win one of those games. But I just don't see us – I don't see the committee taking away a, a loss at Florida State or a loss at Louisville or even a Duke loss. I mean, it's not going to go against us. It, it would just be – will we be able to make up the wins ev- everywhere else? Right. So do you think we got to win one of those three? I, I I tend to think we do. I tend to think – no. You don't, not if we okay. win all. Not if, not we, if win we win out. The rest. Not if we win, win the I don't want to say win out, but again, you don't really know. Right now, we as as it stands, we're fourth in the ACC. Right. So that's a double buy. I mean, it does take away some chances of getting more wins, but 
it's also puts us in a better opportunity as far as in the ACC tournament to go a little bit further. So, and we don't know where we're going to be as a team when it comes to that point. I mean, two weeks ago, we didn't know what Gary Air was going to be like. We didn't even know if we were ever going to see Gadine again, right? And we were talking like Sadibi, it is what it is. So, um, (laughs) you know, four games can change. Yeah, well, four games can change a lot. No, yeah. but that's what it is, right? Yeah, it's, totally. it's huge. It's all speculation. You talk about it as it goes, but it's not like these kids can't get better. Teams can. That's the that's the beauty of college basketball. Yeah, absolutely. is that there's so many different times and so many different like so many different ways that you can play your way into the tournament and get better throughout the whole season. And I think we're seeing that. So, yeah. Um, one more. This one's just for fun. I think you know what's coming. <laughs> yep. James on Facebook says, "Mostly good thoughts, but that game won't win any beauty contests. What do I have to do to become a top fan?" <laughs> so I just suggested. I mean, I asked. I didn't say this is what he had to do, but I mean, giving Joe a lap dance is not a bad idea. I mean, we could make him a top fan for that, right? No, what, Joe Girard? He's got that kind of eye access? <laughs> no, 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 because James come back and he says, Lance, that's done. That's done. That's <sighs> you, buddy. That's you. So, so I uh, mean, I'm anyways. glad that you guys had this whole conversation without even, like, you know, <laughs> talking to me about it, you know? It's on the Facebook page. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. <sighs> it's, probably not funny it's probably not funny to anybody else but me, to be honest with you. It's probably yeah. not even funny to James. But I thought it was funny, so we mentioned it. This way, there's got to be another way, James. Sorry, that's, that's <laughs> well, not an option. I'm closing well, that door. Well, Sorry, the, no offense. It's just, I mean, James, you could just be on the Facebook page, you could be like, you know, on there, like Daryl, like Daryl, take after Daryl, James. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Yeah, don't watch the game and work, <laughs> don't watch but just the game. comment, figure right. it out, and you'll right. be a top fan. Don't watch the game and come to the Facebook page to find out what happened. Basically, no, James, look. What does he have to be a top fan for, James? He guessed he he predicted the score right. I know that's right. James did predict the score, didn't he? Yeah, he the exact did. Score. And and, yeah. and if he would have done that on the on uh, the page. scouting report and prediction page, James would be zoom. He'd be getting some mail. See, he'd be getting some mail. He'd be getting some swag. And who knows if that's the thing that tips you over the scale for a top fan? Yeah, you never know. That's Never true. Know. That's a great point, Joe. I forgot all about that. Damn sure not a lap, a lap dance. I'll tell you that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I still I still see that could happen. No. <laughs> all right, Joe. Syracuse hits the road yet again to take on the 10-8, and 4-4 four and four in the ACC. Clemson Tigers, the all-time series with the Tigers, uh, sits at 5-4 and four in favor of of Clemson. Can you believe it? I, 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 only nine times have we played. That's crazy to me, I think. Uh, yeah. Syracuse, though, winning for the last seven. The two teams split games one year ago, going one and one. Obviously, that's what split games means. Uh, nice. I'm not trying to te- you know treat you like a bunch of idiots. Uh, Clemson's 6'8", <laughs> Clemson's 6'8", 240-pound junior forward Amir Sims. He leads Clemson in scoring with 13.8 points a game and rebounding with 7.6 rebounds a game and blocks with .8 a game. He also leads the team in um, three-point shooting uh, percentage with 38.8. That's changed. That's changed, I think. Oh, no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. That's right. 
He leads them with 38.3% from behind the arc. Um, uh, Sims is followed up in scoring by 6'6", 227-pound guard Tevin Mack. Mack is averaging 11.6 points a game, 5.3 rebounds a game, and that is actually second in rebounds. So there's your top two scores and rebounders. Um, and also he shoots 44.9% from the field. So um, <clears throat> this year... Um, Clemson has split games with NC State. They beat UNC, which is whatever, but I threw it in there. And they do have a big win against Duke at home. Uh, Clemson is will be 81st in the net. I was wrong. I said 82nd earlier. They're 81st in the net. Um, this will make this a quad two game at Clemson for Syracuse. So, Joe. Um, yes. Amir Sims, right? I yeah. Mean, it seems like the, yeah, a, the path to success. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a pretty big boy. He's 6'8", 240. Uh, and that's basically the guy they rely on. Uh, a big part of this game is going to be what he's going to basically do. He's most likely going to be the guy at the free throw line, getting the ball, trying to make stuff happen. And the big, a big aspect of this is what he's going to do with the ball there, if he's going to be able to make the shot, the right pass, and if he's going to be able to rebound uh, – and then also on top of that, it's going to be how our defense kind of adjusts because, I mean, other than the two that you named, uh, they don't really have a lot of known scores. They sub a lot. They play a lot. Um, it's kind of been an up and down as far as who they play, who they start. And sometimes they start two forwards. Sometimes they start four guards. Uh, it all depends. I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to be playing uh, their, um, <clears throat> sorry, their two forwards, Amir Smith and, and Hunter Tyson. Um and they also do have a center that uh, they sometimes bring off the bench, uh, Trey Jamison, who is a big, a seven foot, two hundred and fifty six pound sophomore. Mm. So he he's a big boy. But the thing is, is that he only averages about eight minutes a game. He doesn't really play that much. But with our height, uh, we might see him because after those couple guys, then you really only have you know six six or lower. Are uh, shorter um, guards. Um, now, I can admit that I probably haven't watched too much Clemson this year. So, uh, but just looking at their numbers and looking at their their games, um, and just looking at Ken Palm, uh, they're ranked 84th in Ken Palm offense. Not that good. So I do think that they're going to struggle with our zone. <laughs> they have six players that have made double digit three pointers, but not one that's hit 30. So they spread it around. They try to move the ball. I do see a situation where they're probably most likely going to struggle with um, with our zone and, and what they're going to do. But uh, Brownell is a good enough coach to where he'll be able to probably figure out certain uh, situations as far as getting people open. And um, there was like there's like. This is a, a team kind of similar to Pitt where we don't really know what we're going to get, and it's not because you know we haven't watched a lot of them or we haven't been paying attention to them much. It's just that they're – it's just um, – it's weird because they've played really good, but they've got some bad losses. You want to talk about bad losses? They've got a couple weird losses on their on their schedule that they've – that they've um, – that they've – that yeah. they've got. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, Yale. I'm trying to um, – yeah, Yale. Yale, Miami. So yeah, I know that they split just... with NC State. Um, but the thing is, when you look at Ken Palm, their adjusted defense is 49th. So that's where they basically 
that's that's where they they keep games close. So it's, it's we're looking at a similar type of team like Pittsburgh, like you said. They're probably going to have a difficult time scoring. Which I do think that they have a better down low guy with Amir Sims, um, but. I don't really know if their guards are as good as Pittsburgh's, but it seems like they are defensively. I just really can't speak for them offensively. So, again, kind of a weird matchup for them and for us. uh, They got the two guys that I mentioned. They run that offense. You want to talk about the offense? That's your offense. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, Tevin Max, he's a senior. Amir Sims is a junior. They've both been getting a lot of playing time and a big part of the team since they were pretty much first two years in. Um, so, yeah, have the experience. Um, but I just don't know where the rest of the team lies. Um, it does seem like a team kind of in rebuilding. Um, like you did say, you know, they got a, a, a win against Duke, but – they're ten and nine and eighth in the ACC. Well, it's one of those one of those deals where they just they you know you know Syracuse beat Duke at home when Duke was ranked first last year. So I mean, you know, we weren't right. that good. We just caught them. You know, we caught them just right. And yeah, and you just sometimes you're able to do that. But um, you know, I don't know how good South Carolina is or Minnesota or Colorado. Colorado's ranked, um, mm-hmm. but. Um, Minnesota. Minnesota's not awful. Okay, South Carolina, probably not terrible. But they got crushed by Minnesota, 60-78. to 78. So I struggled to score there. And yeah. uh, Minnesota seemingly had their way. So I think it's yeah. going to be interesting. My thing is is, um, is just being able to, you know, don't, don't stop what's been working, basically. No. And just, yeah. keep, just keep doing what you've been doing. And um, don't get too fancy. I think that's what it comes down to. Take care of the ball and... You know, but, keep the rebounds up, and I think we got a shot. This team does worry me a little bit just because of Amir Sims. Sims. Yeah. Sims, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if there's a situation, we still got to stay. Just because Amir Sims is there doesn't mean that we stop being aggressive um, down there. Makes you, it um, should make you more aggressive. Get him, put him in awkward situations. Get him in, get him, you know, right. maybe you right. probably won't get him in foul trouble, but you could make him, you could make him, um, you know, aware that you know you're coming after him and you're trying to get him in foul trouble and you know they'll yeah. be he'll just so he'll yeah have to. i just i don't know how many players on this team have put in a lot have gotten a lot of time and experience against this two threes you know any two threes on the syracuse's had i mean definitely not this particular one but uh i just feel like this is one of those teams where they're they're just kind of limited offensively in certain areas and <clears throat> I just feel like as long I don't know what the number is, but there's a number that I know that we could score. You know, like when you look at like a Pittsburgh, right. same thing. Like I feel like there's only so much they're going to be able to score against you unless they're right. just ridiculously hot, right? I think I see the same thing in this team with Clemson. It just depends on how they can stop us and how much we're going to score. And again, obviously there's always the little things, the rebounds, the turnovers, you know, if we want to play sloppy and miss a bunch of free throws, then they'll be in the game. It's tough to say. I think their threshold with a team like ours would be, you know, I mean, 60, 65, something like that. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, it might be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking around six, somewhere between 65 and 70. I mean, I think the same thing as far as like, you know, Pittsburgh ghost. So, you know, and then obviously there's, they put up 45 on Yale. So nice 54 on South Carolina. But anyway, uh, those are the guys to look for. That's kind of what we do 
it's what I like to do in this segment is to just, you know, make you aware of the guys, get to know these guys. And, and we only play them once this year. So, uh, in the regular season. So, um, you know, right. You know, we'll go there, we'll play them there. And then we're going to look at, you know, we're going to get ready for Duke. But, yeah. um, Amir Sims is one of their better three point shooters, too. When he's you look the at best three point shooter. He leads percentage. Yeah. Percentage wise. Yeah. I mean, you got, if you're looking at Randos, John Newman, Alamir Dawes, maybe a current Scott, that forward, Hunter Tyson, the other forward, 6'8", opposite um, Amir, Amir Sims. They, I mean, they got some guys that can shoot, but, um, yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know how consistent they're going to be. And This Sims uh, is all over the place, man. He does everything. Oh, yeah. And, and then the way that – and then you have to also – you know, talk about the way that we've been playing on the road in the ACC anyway, right? So it'd yeah. be a shame to play as well as we have on the road and go and kind of mess that record road record up against a team like this that we know I think that that we can match up well with. So show yeah. up, be confident. Yeah, well, they know what they're going to need to do, and it's going to be stop Sims. And, um, anyway, yeah. um, that's it. And uh, sorry for getting to you late during the game and for the show but we appreciate everybody listening obviously we appreciate everybody who participated in the fan feedback and along with my bookie thank you to them go there if you want to bet online go there go to mybookie.ag use the promo code chair to jumpstart your bankroll they'll match you 100% whatever you put in up to 1000 bucks so that's it thanks to James on guitar for Joe I'm Sean we're out Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.